Hey mama, welcome to the Mom With Purpose podcast. I'm Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former teacher turned full-time work-at-home mom, and now I'm on a mission to inspire other moms to combine their passions with their purpose. If you're searching for more meaning in your life, or you're ready to take that leap of faith, you're in the right place. This podcast is here to inspire you, give you the tools and resources that you need to capture your purpose, and to go out there and live the most positive and purpose-fueled life. I hope that when you listen to this podcast, you feel like you're sitting down with your best friend. So put in your earbuds and turn up that volume and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of the Mom With Purpose podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's guest on the podcast. You are going to love Keisha and we will get into Keisha and her story in just a moment. Before we dive in, I do want to give you a heads up. Keisha and I did experience a little bit of technical difficulties in this episode when we were recording. That happens from time to time and it's no need to stress, it's no need to fear. The content is so good and I could just not not publish this for you even though it gets a little iffy in the beginning. Trust me, stick with it. Number one, like I said, the content is so good. Keisha drops so many truth bombs and so many things that you need to hear, especially if you are struggling with comparison and putting yourself out there and worrying about what other people are going to think. This is a great episode for you. And the second thing is it does get better by the end. There's literally zero to no technical difficulties. And a big mantra for me is done is better than perfect. And I would much rather give this content to you, even though it's a little bit iffy in the beginning, than to hold back and hoard this information for myself because I needed to hear this today from Keisha. I know that you will benefit greatly from it. So stick with us. Know that this is definitely not my style and I worked really hard to get the editing where it was at least where you could hear what was being said, but uh, I'm sure you're gonna hear it, but just stick with it because it's really, really great information and I cannot wait for you to learn about Keisha, who she is, why she is such, like literally my spirit animal. Before our podcast interview, she was jumping up and down on a trampoline. Yes, like give me life, girl. So I'm so excited for you to hear from her and everything that she has to share about her journey through being an entrepreneur and taking a leap of faith and not letting the comparison game keep her stuck. So I'm so excited for you to listen to her episode and let's go ahead and dive right on in with Keisha Fitzgerald. Keisha, welcome to the Mom With Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Keisha, I want you to first start off by telling us a little bit about who you are. I know some people may know you, some people may not. So I want to give um, you a chance to give us your rundown, tell us your whole story, tell us all the things. Yeah. So my background is I actually grew up in the greater Seattle area and I always had like a gut feeling that I wanted to do something really impactful, but I didn't know what that was. And I didn't have a lot of examples modeled to me of like just chasing your passion or whatever it may be. So I went to college. I got the degree. I got into the corporate world. I started working my way up the corporate ladder. My background was in IT recruiting and engineering project management. And I was starting to get all these things like recognition and income and accolades in my career path, but I still didn't feel like I was fulfilled, which was really interesting because I thought if I checked all these boxes, like all of my friends were doing, that I was going to be really happy. And so I felt a little bit like something was maybe wrong with me. Like I would cry. (laughs) I was just like, 
I was really just like doubting myself, even though I had a lot of these, you know, things on paper. So I decided because I couldn't figure out what my quote unquote thing was or what I was passionate about, like in order to like pursue that in a career that I would work on something that was bothering me. And at the time, because I was a project manager in downtown Seattle, I was working at a job that I wasn't quite qualified for. So I was working crazy hours and my health and fitness goals got put on the back burner. So I purchased a program called P90X, um, which is a program that Beachbody um, creates. And I didn't really know anything about it other than the fact that it was supposed to be really hard. And so I started it and I just kept quitting on day four. Because if you've ever done P90X, P90X is 90 minutes long of yoga on day four. And that is like not my jam at all. So I kept quitting, I kept quitting. But I had randomly been connected with someone on social media that happened to be a coach. And I didn't really understand what a coach was, but she was talking about these boot camps that she was running. So I decided to reach out to her totally randomly. Um, I asked to be in one of her boot camps and then fell in love with the community of Beachbody and fell in love with just kind of like building something on the side. And I really didn't think it would ever be my full-time job. I didn't think this was going to be my quote unquote thing, but I did know that it was going to add more fulfillment to my life. And I was really looking for more fulfillment. So in January of 2014, I started building it on the side, got really obsessed with, um, just the company and the culture and just like having something that I could control based off of the amount of work that I was putting in the results I was getting back from it. And so then my now fiance and I moved from Seattle to New York city for him to go to NYU dental school. And I started working at my quote unquote dream job at Google where I was really tested because that is like a company I dreamed about working at like for so many years and I got that job, but I still had this side passion that I was really, really into that was like pulling at my heartstrings. So decided to build that, focus on it a lot more, um, built it to a point where it surpassed my corporate income and it was more like an opportunity cost situation that I needed to leave the corporate world. And so I've been working for myself since 2015. And then my fiance and I moved to San Diego, which is where we live now. I have a podcast and I'm just working on other entrepreneurial ventures in addition to that first business. That's awesome. I love how you mentioned that you were checking all these boxes and doing all these things that you thought that you needed to do because that's what society tells us we need to do. We need to finish high school, college, all this stuff and did all those things but still didn't check all these boxes for you. So as far as like in your soul, like it didn't check that box of feeling happy. So what do you think it was that really like, because that's their security. It's so hard to take that leap. So what would you say was that made you take that step? Yeah, I'm someone who's not the person that's going to preach like jump and the net will appear. Um, I was very strategic about doing this um, in terms of like making a concrete decision because I was also financially supporting another person who is full time in dental school. So I'm not really the person that's like, you'll just figure it out as you go. But I do think you can figure out what you're passionate about or what adds fulfillment to your life and build it on the side and then make a strategic decision. So that's exactly what I did. I felt really nervous about doing it because it was all going to be on me. Um, there were a lot of people that didn't understand this decision. It was like, you have all of this on paper. Like what, why would you ever want to do anything else? Like, are you kidding me? This is benefits and like the dream situation. But I just wanted to honor so deeply the person that I wanted to become and um, the impacts that I wanted to make. Like that was such a driver for me that it didn't matter what anyone else had to say about it. It honestly was like either jump on board or just like get out of my way because I have to live a life that I'm excited about. And I also think a lot about 
how, especially as women, so often we want to, you know, make other people happy or, you know, um, take care of other people. But in reality, if you're living a life for someone else, when you, I believe that when you get to the end of your life, if you aren't happy and fulfilled with what you chose and the path that you created, you're going to have resentment for the person whose life you lived instead by their standards, by what they determine is happy. And I also don't think that if you have a gut feeling to the woman listening to this, if you have a gut feeling to do something, whether it's start a blog or start an Etsy shop or it's not even a business related, like you want to go back to school or not go back to school or whatever it is, I just don't think that you are given this gut feeling that you have for yourself um, on accident. I just think it's in you for a reason for you to go do something with, but just like you have one vision, everybody else is going to have a different vision, including your sister your mom, your best friend, they have a different vision for what's going to make them happy and fulfilled. And it's going to feel different for them and their path towards getting there is going to be different too. So I think there's a little bit of a need to honor yourself and what feels good to you, but also to respect and not try and push other people down a path that maybe they don't want to go. And that was something I recognized very early on in my 20s. Yeah. And I think it's super important to notice that and to recognize that. And I want to touch on something that you said that like having people who didn't really understand it, because like you said, you had everything on paper, like, why would you want to leave that? So how did you handle that? Or um, I mean, you seem very like strong minded and that nothing that they said was going to stop you. But if there's someone who's listening right now that they just have that negativity, like pouring into them about their decisions or what they're trying to do, how do they navigate that? Yeah, I think a really important thing to think about is have you had a real conversation with that person, whether it's your significant other or your mom or your sister or your best friend or whatever, do they understand why this actually really matters to you? And did they understand how they can benefit from you doing that thing? Because if you think about it and like, let's just take husband and wife example. If she, if the woman is passionate about doing something and it's, she's so passionate about it and she is explaining to her husband why this matters to her and is like honoring a schedule that she creates and is looping him in on what this is going to do for their family and how much more of a present mom she's going to be, because she's going to be so passionate and fulfilled and the example that she wants to set for her daughter and how this is going to affect the income that they're bringing into the family and what they can do as a family because of that income and why it actually matters and getting to the heart reason, not like I want to help people or I want to have my own thing, but like why and digging down when you tell the people that are really important to you why something really matters and what it will look like for them to show support for you. That's a game changer because sometimes people want to be supported and they envision they're supporting you by telling you not to do it because they're trying to protect you from failure. So to them, they think like, oh, this might not work out. I want to protect her. So let me just keep her over here because if she goes and does that thing and it doesn't work out, she's going to be crushed. But if you give them the why behind it and you take ownership for the amount of conversations that couldn't be difficult if you're not willing to open up that you're going to have, you're going to see your relationships get stronger. And on top of that, I just think it's really important that we recognize that we can still support people from afar. Even if they don't get us, we can still love people that have a different path. Or even if they're negative towards our path, um, we can still embody the example of how we want people to treat us. And that doesn't mean that they're going to understand. And that's just life. Right. And it's kind of about like setting those expectations. Like when you have that conversation, like not necessarily saying like, I expect this from you, but laying it out there, like this is what, what your support would mean to me. I love how you said that too, because sometimes they might not even know how their comments or negativity or what their thoughts, what it could be doing to you. So setting those expectations of what a good kind of relationship would, would mean to you. 
Well, and when you think about it, even that way, it's like so often it is coming from a loving place where that is like, let's use a sister as an example or a husband where it's like, they want to protect you, but they also want to protect themselves because they love the person that you are now. And they might be scared that if you go in this direction, you're on a rocket ship somewhere else that they might get left behind. So they're doing it out of a place of love often. And I think sometimes when we write a story for someone else, it's really unfair to them as well. When I think there's a big opportunity to explain what this means to you and how it can impact them in a positive way. And then like you said, you know, to explain what support looks like, because we don't even give people the opportunity if we say like, oh, my husband just doesn't support things like this. It's like, well, that's on you, girl, that you didn't have that conversation. Give him the opportunity. Let's give people the opportunity. Yeah, I love I love that. I love that you said the word opportunity because it's and and here's the thing too I think a lot of people struggle with is because online business is exploding so much and it's so different from that nine to five sit at your cubicle be a warm butt in a chair it's so different from that and it's so hard for people to grasp that you can build a business working from home and doing these things where you're building online connections like running a podcast like people are like what is it even doing for you you know they just they're just it's hard for people to kind of wrap their head around what is going on and it's just because it's so I think different now even still you know I was just talking with my family about it. And I'm like, think about in you know the past 10 years, what business has looked like then very brick and mortar. And now it's, it's becoming more prevalent that people are online and running businesses, running empires and just growing so quickly. The world is changing whether people get on board or not. I mean, like, look at Uber is the biggest transportation and they don't even own any cars. Same with Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Like the world is changing. Whether people get on board or not is totally their call. But truthfully, people want podcasts because they're on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit and watch video content as often. That's just the way that the world is changing. We're busy. We want to stick things in our ears when we're like taking our kids to Trader Joe's, right? That's just the way that it is. So some people won't get it, but you can be a pioneer and you can set the example of what it looks like to be a woman who's on a mission to live out her purpose because that's going to inspire someone else and the people that will benefit as a byproduct of your bravery, even if your family doesn't quite always get it. I'm not saying this for you, but anyone in general um, is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, like you said, it's a gift. It's it, that, And when you view it that like that, it doesn't become this thing of like, oh, I'm bugging someone or I'm annoying someone. And it's going to kind of lead me right into my next thing because obviously building an online business means that you have to put yourself out there in more ways than you probably ever envisioned. So how has that been for you as far as, you know, like going on Instagram or putting your podcast out there? How has that been? How have you navigated that? Yeah. So for me, I pick a couple of areas that I'm really passionate about. And those are the things that I'm sharing. So I'm not broadcasting my entire life, not every single aspect of my life, the stories that I want to tell that are my stories. Um, I'm not often telling other people's stories without their consent, that type of stuff. Um, So I'm careful about it. But I'm also very purposeful. Because I think that as humans, we don't have enough time on this planet to make all the mistakes that we need to make as individuals in order to fail and get feedback from that failure to grow into the people that we want to become. So I think if you're putting yourself out there and you're sharing the honest stories of things that you're learning in real time, it's so powerful to give more people tools in their toolbox to help them improve their own lives. So I think of it kind of like a duty, um, which sounds weird to say about social media, but I do think that you have an opportunity with social media to connect people in such an impactful way that I just want to be the person who's really honest. And it's also pulling teachable moments out of anything that I'm learning and saying like, I'm with you because a problem in our society, 
happening, why all of this crazy stuff is happening is because so many people feel loved. So many people feel depressed. They think that no one else understands them and they do crazy things because of that. And so I think that your part, like a woman listening to this and both of us, is to be really honest about your pursuit of getting wherever you want to go, whether that's as a mom or as a business owner or in the career world or in your relationships, to sharing things that are that are already healed, right? Like the open wound stuff is like, you keep that to yourself until you figure out the teachable moment. But I do think it's been very powerful and it's helped me build a lot of lifelong connections. It's helped me develop a community, a business, um, an audience with a podcast that I feel like I'm really going through life with these people rather than trying to preach at them or rather than trying to create this carefully curated image of perfection that's not relatable anyways. And I don't like that. So why would I ever embody that? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think they made a really great point being super relatable because before, you know, gosh, a couple of years ago, it was very like Instagram was super curated and that was very in. And now it's like, show me who you are, like on a Saturday when you're not going anywhere. Like, I love that you mentioned that because that's And I think that's hard for a lot of people because they feel like they have to be this certain image, have to look a certain way, their house has to look a certain way in order to even put themselves out there. So how do you, how do you get past that if you're struggling with, I know we're going to talk a little bit about, if you see that online and even if her life is not quote unquote perfect, but you're viewing her up on a pedestal, um, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to think about how you feel when you leave someone's page or how you feel when you interact with someone. Because truthfully, if you're seeing something reflected in her that you um, is an insecurity of yours, maybe that's an opportunity to look at something and say, hey, is there something that I want to work on in my personal life that I need to take action in? Mm, okay. Or um, can you look at social media through the lens of understanding that it isn't all real, right? Real gram is not real real can you look at it and and look at through the lens of like maybe her job as a blogger is to have amazing pictures think about it from a critical lens of an adult mind where you know that she took a hundred pictures there's probably tons of filters on that so if you're consuming content that's making you feel like crap that's on you just hit unfollow like it that's the world that we live in now where there are some people that are brands where they have to put out content like that um because they're marketing themselves that way But if you don't feel good when you're consuming someone's content, why are you following that? Like that's taking personal responsibility of like anyone in your life, whether that's on social media or in real life, Mm. because we also can create distance from people that don't make us feel good about ourselves. And in the process of creating distance, we can also look at what those triggers are. Is she triggering something in me that I can actually take action on working on internally, but also make it easier on yourself and just remove her, right? That person on Instagram. And if it's someone in real life, again, you can love them from from afar, but you can create personal boundaries where if you're paying a lot of attention to how people make you feel when you leave them in real life or on social media, the people that make you feel good consume more content from them. The people that don't make you feel good create space right? It sounds really simple, but it's difficult to manage. But I think it's, it's taking a little bit of the finger that we want to point at other people or at our culture and taking it and pointing it back at ourselves and saying, what can I own here? Mm. What can I grow? Like, how can I grow through this? What can I learn from this? What is this triggering in me that she has that I want? And why does that bother me? And how can I go get my version of that? Right? Yeah. And here's the thing. And like you said, it seems kind of simple. I almost feel like it would, it would be easier if someone, you know, was triggering these things inside of you to unfollow them. But I think, I think it's easier for us in real life to just like, you know, to not hang out with that person or to not associate with that person. But because I think it's so readily available, it's like, well, 
I don't want to follow her, but I want to follow her. It's so hard to like make that division of because it's just it's at our fingertips. We can get it so easily that it's so hard to make that divide where in person you might be like, mm, I'm done hanging out with you for now. You know what I mean? So true. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this like scarcity mindset thing. So a lot of people when they're online and like you talked about like the blogger who has this, we think that because she has something that I don't have, then that means that I can never get that. So can you speak a little bit about like why that's kind of the backwards way of thinking of it? Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting because I don't think that comparison will ever go away. And this is kind of um, along the same lines of like this abundance mindset where I don't think we can live in this world. Like you even said, just with access to people and content so quickly that we can live in this world and say, blinders on completely. Do you don't give a crap what anyone else says? Like, I just don't think that's realistic. So I think um, a more common way that I actually think will work for people is if you can change the lens at which you're looking at things through and you can understand what your unique gifts are. So for example, you're following someone and she's written a book and you want to write a book too. Awesome. No book has ever been written by you with your voice, with your experiences. Every single person that you meet knows something that you don't because their experiences and their views on the world are so drastically different because of how they think and how they process the world around them. So there's literally, not to get all like Dr. Seuss, but like literally there's the only you. You're the only you that there ever will be. So it doesn't matter if she's done it because she hasn't done it your way because she can't possibly do it your way because you're the only person. And if you are going to look at her because we are going to compare ourselves naturally, um, you have got to really peel that back. If she is a New York Times bestselling author, to use this book example, you have to realize that she has failed so much to get content for that book in order to build up the resiliency of 10 years of a career or like so much more time of going at something and you're comparing her chapter 42 to your chapter one and that's not serving you and also it's not serving the people that will be impacted by you doing that thing that you feel called to do because like I mentioned before I think our I think all of us are born with gifts and I think all of us have a gut feeling of some things that we want to do some people it's like they want to be the most killer stay-at-home mom of five kids and they just want to be this domestic goddess I wasn't born with that desire. And I I have so much respect for the woman that was born with that desire, but that's not at all what I'm going to strive to do because I don't feel like that's my calling. But some women are. That being said, I think our job as humans is to figure out how to navigate getting out of our own way to actually do that thing that we're called to do in as much of an honest, authentic way that we possibly can. And if that's what we're supposed to do, if you can humor me on that idea, that every single person has a different gut feeling of what they want to do and has unique gifts because of their experience and the way that they view the world. If you can humor me on those two things, then there's actually no such thing as scarcity because nobody's done it your way. And if you think you don't have a story, there are other people who also don't think they have a story that need to see you doing it with your lack of story story, right? For sake of that example, there are other people that need to see this mom of three who's 42 years old that lives in Wisconsin, who, you know, never had her career and was a stay at home mom. And now all of a sudden wants to write a book. Someone like you needs to see you doing it to see that it's possible for her. Because some people aren't willing to go first. And if you've got this gut feeling, you can get out of your own dang way to actually do something about it. You get to be an example, not just to your kids and the people that you're connected with, but to that woman out there that you don't even know yet that is waiting for you to do that thing that you feel called to do. But you're saying, oh, she's already done it. That's not fair to you. It's not fair to your kids. It's not fair to the people around you who have like, have in their life someone who's not as fired up as they could be if they were doing that thing that they felt called to do. 
and it's not fair to the woman out there who needs you. So it's not just about you anymore. And that, that mindset has made this like abundance, scarcity comparison, that overarching view has made it so easy for me to just keep showing up and understand that there are things that I want to do. And there are people that I follow that don't trigger me in a negative way, but they show me what's possible because they've paved the way. And I have so much freaking gratitude for them. And, um, and I want to follow in their footsteps, but my way, because they haven't done it my way. Right. I, and I love that too. And I think that's, that's really hard for us to, to overcome. I think yeah. you know, we, we see someone else doing what we want to do and it's really hard to get out of that frame. Like I think about, you know, my podcast, even though podcasting is still very, very fresh, like there's still people I talk to that have never listened to a podcast before. You know, I very, you know, early on was like, well, what do I even have to say? Who's even going to yeah. listen? How am I even going to compete? But I think you touched on a good thing that like that competition can be a really powerful thing. It can almost fuel us. So can you talk about how, how do you use that competition to, to push you yeah. forward? Yeah, for sure. So I think what's really interesting about competition in general is it makes all of us step our game up. Um, because truthfully, it's important that we do it our way. But at the same time, it's important that you share the journey and the process of doing it. And the fact that you were scared to start a podcast, again, someone else needs to hear that story. And the fact that you have something to drive towards that can help you step up your game and put a little fuel under your butt is going to help you do it in an even more massive way. So the people that are doing things that are doing this thing similar to us are only going to help us get better because we want to elevate our content. And in, and then in the world, competition is a great thing because it's making all of us think bigger think bolder, show up more authentically, show up more honestly, show up more consistently because we understand that it's going to require a certain level of consistency to get where we want to go. And she's an example of it, the person that you're comparing it to. So it's a, it's a good thing. Um, and I think it just helps us all step our game up, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think it's a powerful way to look at it too, because when you hear competition, especially like in the online space, it has such a negative connotation around it. And what if we can just like flip the script and make it positive and use it as a way to like push forward and to see what she's doing and not want to have that, but to say, okay, now I see how I can, she's paved the way for me and now I'm going to keep pushing forward. Totally. And I mean, the market is show like for someone that's doing something in a bold way, like maybe they have a big podcast that's in the personal development space, or they're speaking on a stage that you want to speak, or they have a business that they started selling I don't know, lollipops, that was random, but like whatever she has. Also, if she's doing it and she's killing it, she's proof that the market wants it. And it's important to know what the market wants. And you should be grateful that she's figured that out already because now when you do it your way, you know that some of the market is going to come to you too because they're going to connect with you in a way that she can't connect to them. And I think just to kind of add on that, the stage that you're in matters so much because if you come in, like if someone comes into podcasting, for example, it's so powerful that they hear from someone who's just starting out if they're just starting in the podcast world, because it's so much more of a friendship connection versus you listen to podcasters that have been at this for like 10 years and they feel more distant because they've just been doing it for so long. So I think there is space for every single person to be in this world. If you have the, uh, like the goal on your heart right now and you're listening to this to start your own podcast. First of all, it's really simple to start a podcast. Secondly, you showing up is exactly what that woman out there who needs to see someone like you showing up needs to hear from you in your tone, 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's so powerful when, when you look at it that way, because so often we think that we have to be like so far ahead of someone in order to to quote unquote teach or to, to share a message. And I think it's really important because like you said, people who have built a business for a very long time, they almost seem like not super relatable to that woman who's like just going through it. And when you can say like, Hey, I'm in the thick of it with you. I'm going through it. This is what I've learned. Like I just did a podcast episode, like my first year in business, here's what I've, here's what I've learned. Here's some things that you can maybe navigate as you're going through it. Like that's so important. And to me, I could look at it as, well, I've only been in business for a year. Like who am I to even, but like, I think that's so powerful. It's so powerful to share what it's like for that first year, because that first year is the hardest. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's the time. And And I think it's so raw when you're in the first year or when you're first starting anything new. And a lot of times we want to skip that struggle stage, but that shows you what you're made of. And that gives you what I think is the most important muscle that we can ever have in life and in business for sure, which is the muscle of resilience. Because you fail so much when you're just starting. You suck so bad when you just start, right? Like anything. But you have to suck, like for sake of this example, you have to suck and put out the good enough version so that you can get feedback, see how it felt, you can learn, then you can apply what you learned and then get better. Like you literally cannot learn something without doing it. But it's funny when we become adults, all of a sudden we're like analysis paralysis. We won't start anything until we know we're going to be good. But it's like, that's literally not possible. You can't start something and be like amazing at it the first time. You've got to put that first one out there and you've got to get better and better. And when I get questions about social media, I will have people like scroll back to the beginning of my Instagram. I literally would post like a picture of a sandwich and I would say, nom, 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 nom. That was literally what I would post. There's no like point to it. I wasn't connecting with my audience or anything like that. But I had to post the sandwich nom, nom, nom picture in order to build confidence because as you start to show up, even if you kind of suck at first, you're building confidence, you're building resilience, and you're starting to just get some more character, like that character building first year of business. Like you just said, that is the best advice that you can give someone is like, how did I stick in it? When I wanted to doubt myself, I felt like I was pushing a monster truck tire up a hill. I was ugly crying all the time. The kind where your snot gets into your mouth and like just wanting to throw in the towel, but I didn't. Here's how I got through it. And let me give you anything that I can that could possibly help you shorten that learning curve. That's powerful and an incredible gift to give someone. So I'm so glad you did that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I mean, like, and I think with like our our platform as far as podcasting, you know, we can feel like this perfectionism, like I have to get this perfect. Like you and earlier, I had to stop this podcast because we had a little bit of technical difficulties. But it's like, I think that's the one thing that we have to, we have to know that it's like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to have a misstep because those things are going to teach you, okay, well, how do I recover from this? How do I move past this? How do I get over this and not stay stuck in that place of, you know, just going nowhere and not like not feeling ready. Like you you just have to take that leap. So what would you say to the girl who's listening, who just feels like she's totally stuck or she's being held back from comparison? Like how, how does she move past that? How does she take that next step forward? Yeah. I think she makes a game plan of tiny little things that she can do because I think sometimes when we feel stuck or we're just in this state of comparison, we start to make these lavish goals. Like I'm going to do everything because I'm never going to feel like this again. But really, I think we just need to increase that minimum baseline, right? Of how much we're willing to push ourselves where maybe that is like a workout or maybe that is doing one thing outside of your comfort zone or maybe that's connecting with 
one new person, or maybe that's having one tough conversation where you're looking at your week and you're just actually mapping out what's one tiny thing that I can do every single day to start to put those deposits in your confidence bucket, because that's, what's going to build confidence. And when you think of people talking about confidence, which means, you know, a lot of people that you would deem confident, maybe aren't struggling as much with comparison or they aren't struggling with going for it. Confidence is not an arrival state, just like fitness is in an arrival state. You don't just like show up and all of a sudden you're confident. It comes from consistently putting these small deposits in your bucket over time that builds confidence. And just like anyone, even Oprah has days where she's not confident, but because so much has been built over time and that resilience muscle of falling down and getting back up, it just feels weird to stay down for too long when you're so used to getting back up. So you've got to build that resiliency and you've got to build that confidence slow and steady, steadfast. Like that is the name of the game for life. I think where it's like, if you can get that minimum baseline of like, okay, this is my new normal. Now let's increase it a little bit. Okay. This is my new normal. Now let's increase it a little bit, whether that's in building an online business or, you know, a social media following, or that's building confidence in yourself just as a human or as a mom. It's like, I don't. I don't know another way to build that confidence and be able to kind of look at your own path and feel grateful for where you're at, even if you're not where you want to be, than if you are taking intentional effort to actually build up confidence and resilience. Let's get real for a second, girl. Do you ever look online and think, oh my gosh, how is she doing it all? How is she able to manage all of that? Her job, her business, her life, her family, her clean house. How does she do it all? I need her secret sauce. Well, I am one of those people who love being productive and being organized and I want to share my productivity hacks with you because I know what it's like to feel like being behind the eight ball is the last place you wanna be. You wanna be on top of it. You want to be productive and not just busy and I wanna give you my secret productivity hacks to getting it all done, to living a productive life, to staying off social media while you're trying to get things accomplished. Yes, I have some tricks for you. I want to show you how to be productive and how to use these hacks in order to do so. So I want to give them to you for free because I love helping other women out and helping them figure out how they can be productive and have a life and do all the things. And yes, there is enough time in the day, I promise you. So all you need to do to get these productivity hacks is go to aubreymalek.com slash productivity and you just need to sign up and I will give that to you for free lady. So just head on over aubreymalek.com slash productivity. And if you're driving or doing something, you know, washing dishes, whatever it is, don't worry. I got your link in the show notes as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing too. I think so many people, like you said, you think that you have to ha- first have this confidence. Like I need to, you know, be confident in order to do these things. And if I'm not confident right now, I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to accomplish that. People will say that to me. Like when I, you know, talk, they're talking, come to me and they ask, can I do this? Can I do it? Well, I'm not confident like you, Aubrey. There's no way I could do that. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't just, I wasn't born confident, but every day I do a little bit more. And there's still things that I, I don't necessarily feel confident in doing yet, but I know that unless I do that thing, I'm never, I'll just be, I'll stay stuck here. I'll never feel, I'll never feel confident enough in order to achieve that. Unless I just take that leap, I have to move forward. And that's the only way you're going to build that confidence. I truly believe that. Like, and like you said, you don't, if you're not just here confident, always I'm, there's days where you're not feeling that way. But the thing to remember is just keep doing those things. Keep making those deposits. That's what's going to help you to stay confident and not feel that, that unconfident stage for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And it's interesting because the people that are most confident in their path, you notice that those people aren't worried about what other people are doing, not in terms of like, screw what this person says or whatever, but really they're less concerned because they're really concerned with their own path and they don't feel the need to ever just prove another person's path wrong. There's never going to be someone that's seen more success than you that's ever going to diminish what you're doing. So I think it's like even comparison or if you're feeling stuck or if you have like a naysayer in your life or whatever it may be, actually asking yourself, okay, has this person done the thing that I want to do? Because if they haven't, they just haven't had the experience that they are even qualified to give you advice. If someone's giving you marriage advice that's not happily married, why are you taking that advice, right? If someone is not, you know, not in this arena of putting themselves out there on social media and they've worked at the same job for 25 years, they don't even know what the feeling is of how rewarding it can be to put yourself out there and have someone say, because of you, Aubrey, my life's changed. They don't know that feeling. So how should we expect that they're going to be able to give us advice? So I think it's also the lens of like really critically looking and saying, I'm not going to negatively say that their path is wrong, or I'm not going to say negative things about them, but let's, let's validate the source of where these things are coming from. And I will tell you, this is kind of a side tangent, but it might be helpful. I had someone really close to me um, that really was not supportive of my business when I first started and started putting myself out there on social media. And it was it caught me so off guard because it was someone that I was like, what, how does this person not support me? And I am so grateful that that happened one, one year in that this person ridiculously close to me didn't support me because it taught me if I wanted to still keep going and it taught me how to navigate other people's opinions of me and how to stay true to myself. And I learned that early. So truthfully, put yourself out there quickly because you're going to have some people that don't get it. And as soon as you can learn that lesson, you can keep going versus it would be a lot more difficult for me to get that first person close to me right now you know, five years into this because I've got a lot more eyes on me. I have more responsibilities. I have to put my heart out there more, but I'm so much more confident now that if I get one of those messages or I get someone that doesn't get it, I can love them from afar and not take it personally because I know they're not in the arena with me. Like Mm -hmm. Renee Brown talks about. Right. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that quote. That's so important to me because that's something that you, that I constantly have to remind myself too, because, and I think the one thing, and this is the last thing I think we can, we can touch on too, but it's, it's not necessarily what like people might be outwardly saying about you, but like what you think that they are. Like I know one thing that a lot of people will struggle with is that they can like view who watches their stories and then they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they saw me. This is what they must be saying. And that it, it probably what they're saying or what you think that they're saying is not, is so far from the truth. And even if they are okay, you know, like you don't need that might not, that's not your ideal person that you want to have in your community. So let them, let them follow along here. They're following you. I mean, they're still one of your you know followers. So let them do that, but you don't need to touch their life. You don't need to change their life right now because you have so like a bigger mission that you're on. So a lot of it is more of just like getting out of your own head because yeah. they might, they probably aren't saying what you think that they're saying when you, they, you watch their story or whatever it is that they're doing. They, and so many people aren't actually thinking about you. Like they're thinking about themselves. Like we're humans. Like that's just human nature. And who cares? I mean, not like who cares if people are talking about you, but I think it's just, like you said, honoring your own path is just so important. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, Keisha, you've done such a fabulous job touching on this. And I think it's going to help change a lot of people's mindset because I think comparison 
is such a thing that people struggle with and you've given them a lot of tangible things that they can do to navigate that, to see it as a positive thing and to know that just because someone else has it doesn't mean that they can't achieve it too, that there's plenty of pie out there for everyone and we all get to have a slice. <laughs> I love it. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. So before we go, um, there are three questions that I have, rapid fire questions. I love to give my listeners something that they can go and grab or listen to or just something that are it's going to continue to help them. So what's a book that you're currently reading? or that you have read that's really impacted you? Brendan Burchard, High Performance Habits. And I have to say too, that is so good if you're kind of at a state where you want to level up. And then The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is if you feel this calling that you need to make a change, it talks a lot about upper limits and how we like to make boxes around ourselves. Sorry, I tried to talk fast, but that was rapid fire. No, that's <laughs> fine. I love how you gave a book for each point, like we're someone who's like ready to take it that step and move forward and also someone who's in it and they're like, okay, now I need to like get to that next step. That was perfect. Um, what's a podcast that you're binging on? I love Tom Bilyeu's Impact Theory. And it's kind of interesting because as if, and I don't know if you feel this way too, but as a female podcaster, I try to actually not listen to women that sound like me so I can keep my voice, um, my own. Mm -hmm. So I'm not consuming a lot of other female podcasters content, although I used to previously before starting podcasting. So I like to hear people that have a different perspective than me. And I would also encourage, I know this is rapid fire, but I'd also encourage the listener to like, if you feel stuck, make sure that you're not just listening to the same type of content over and over again, consuming the same thoughts or going to do the same things every single weekend with the same people driving the same commute to work, like do something to shake it up, like remix your own life because you've got to have other people's ideas infused into your head so that you can start to take action to build a life that you're excited about. Tom Bilyeu and Impact Theory, he talks a lot about the brain and interviews all sorts of random people. Um, so he's my favorite interview show. Love it. Love it. Okay. And the last one is what is your theme song for the week? What is a song that's going to just like pump you up right now, get you moving, get you shaking? I love, I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift. <laughs> love Taylor Swift. Uh, and so what I was just listening to before this when I was jumping on my trampoline is Paper Rings by Taylor Swift. Um, I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Her, when her album came out, I think I, didn't listen to anything else for like a week straight. It was just oh, like every single song. I'm still doing that. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Okay. So last but not least, I know after listening to this, everyone's going to come want to hang out with you. You have such a positive energy and um, they're just going to love it. So where can people come connect with you, hang out with you, learn more about you? Thank you so much. Um, so my favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's just Keisha K A dot Fitzgerald on Instagram. I have a podcast called Empower Her Podcast. It's about helping women take purpose-driven action. Two episodes a week. Normally, it's an interview and a solo episode. And yeah, you can find me in all the things connected to both of those. Awesome. And we'll link all those in the show notes so everybody can go and follow you right away. Well, Keisha, thank you so much. I'm so happy we got a chance to do this and you just poured so much knowledge into my listeners. So I'm so grateful for that. And thank you one more time. Thank you. Appreciate you so much, girl. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Insta stories, and be sure to tag me at Aubrey Malik. That way I can share you in my Insta stories as well. And if you're loving this show, I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a review. These reviews mean the world to me, and it helps me reach more mamas just like you. Catch you on the flip side, mama.